and we are live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me today on Becca's World for a, a new episode of a new show that Sailor Cooper and I are putting together. But Sailor's running a little late, so I'm starting it off myself. Um, so I'm just going to talk for a few minutes, and then we'll take a commercial break. And then if Sailor's not here yet, we'll get started on my first topic, and we'll go from there. Um, I wanted to thank you for joining us today here on Rumble, where we're streaming live, and here on Facebook, where we're streaming live. And um, you can also go back and watch the replay of any of our videos on uh, BitChute, I believe. So please follow us on all of these platforms and make sure you watch our videos and share them with your friends and stuff. Because we have a lot of exciting stuff going on here at Blue Butterfly Enterprises. Um, I recently published my fourth book and Gino and I are just today, we finished listening to the audio files. We're getting the audible version of Still Busy Steering done. So anyway, let's take our first commercial break and then we'll get to my first topic while we wait for Sailor. Um, let's get to commercial, Gino. Hey guys, guess what? My fourth book, Still Busy Steering, is now available. You can get this on Amazon Print On Demand, Kindle Digital Download, and we'll have the Amazon version done by February 2023. And Linda Nelson is reading the Audible version, just like she read Metamorphosis, and Metamorphosis and Still Busy Steering are sequels. So please be sure to check out my first short story collection, Metamorphosis, and the sequel, Still Busy Steering. And I would really appreciate it if you could drop me a line and let me know what you thought. And if you'd go up to Amazon and write me re a review about each book when you're done. Thank you very much. And now back to the show. Okay, we're back. Okay, great. So I'm going to go ahead and jump head first into my, my topic because I feel very passionate about this topic. And when Sarah joins us, he can just join in on the conversation. The topic I want to discuss is our education system and the different, the way it's changed over the years. Um, because um, I, you know, I went to, I went to, well, I started kindergarten in like 1981, I think, um, around there. And then I progressed through elementary school. And, and then of course later into junior high and high school, but in the middle of all of that, at the end of my sixth grade year was when the accident occurred and my life completely changed. But before the accident, I got a really great education. And, and like, I remember the teachers at Blue Sky where I went to school, right? My, my elementary teachers, they really devoted themselves to giving us a good education. And they were patient with us about answering our questions, right? And clarifying stuff for us. And and, you know, I remember, like, the community I was growing up in back then wasn't really all that wealthy. It was a, a farming community. And, and honestly, I felt at the time like I was getting a really great education. I believe we all did. But I think the, one of the things that made it so great was the contributions of the men and women in the community, right? That's something I, I talk about in the book I just released, Still Busy Steering, is is some of the things I learned from my community, you know, because it wasn't just the book learning that I got before the accident that helped me turn stuff around. It was also the stuff that I learned from the different members of my community before the accident. 
you know, that I used to turn things around after the accident when I was 12 years old. And, and so I just, I want to really help, you know, kind of point you guys' eyes in that direction, help get you guys start to think about what, what you still have here, right? Like all of us lost so much in the last couple of years. And, and I know a lot of people are probably still feeling lost out there and are still probably feeling like, like their lives are in shambles and, and they don't know how to start rebuilding. But if you, if you think about what you had before, right? And, and start rebuilding on that, right? And like I said, so when I woke up from that coma in 1989, blind, paralyzed on the left side of my body and severely brain injured, and they told me my life was over, I realized they were wrong because I realized I had the rest of my life to rebuild this body. And, and I knew I would accomplish it someday because I knew I'd gotten a really good education up to the point of the accident. And so I really, like, that's all I had when I started this process, right? Was what I had up here in this brain that had been recently scrambled at the time, right? And what I had in this heart that was so terrified at the time because like I, I, like I said, I just woken up totally blind from a coma and, and everybody told me my life was over and that I would never be able to live an independent, self-determined life again. And for a, a young woman who was planning on being a teacher when she grew up and doing some really amazing things with her love of reading, you know, um, I just couldn't accept that. And, and so I, I was able to find it within myself like I said, to take all that stuff I had learned before the accident and build upon it, right? Over all these decades. And, and now here I am today, and I'm not gonna keep talking about the stuff I've accomplished and the stuff I'm doing now, but I just wanna point out that we all have the potential to think like I was thinking, right? Like I still think, right? We all have the ability to change our thinking and, and to start looking at every day as just another opportunity for us to rebuild what we've lost here, right? Because it's not the end of the world. Maybe some people have gone on from this life in the last few years onto the next, you know, place, but but it's not the end. We still have our 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 world, right? We still have stuff here that needs to be done and stuff that not only needs to be done, but that can be done, right? Stuff that well, needs stuff we need to do to eat and take care of ourselves and take care of each other and stuff. But also we can build upon just and do more than just meet the needs, right? And and start to heal our minds and our bodies, right? At the same time while we're meeting our needs. And and when I'm talking about meeting our needs, I'm talking about our physical needs. Our, our mental and emotional and spiritual needs, right? Because that's another thing that I came to in my journey was that it wasn't just the blindness that I had to change or heal or, or recover from, right? My, I mean, it wasn't just my, my, my eyes that were broken. It was my brain and it was my heart and my very soul, right? That had been through this huge traumatic thing. And I, I realized that even though the doctors and everybody else was so focused on what had happened to the brain, I realized there was a lot more than just the brain that I had to focus on rebuilding and reconnecting. And, and that's what I've been writing about in my books. And I'm trying to help people understand that 
that's the way to start recovering and start rebuilding is to look at your situation from the right perspective and look at the things that are really, you know, the, the building, the foundation materials that you need to rebuild, right? Because like I said, many of us, because of what's happened in the last few, year, few years, many of us are rebuilding, right? And, and another thing that I wanna point out is if you're going to rebuild from the bottom up, you wanna do it right. You wanna have good, like good, solid integrity in the foundation that you're rebuilding, uh, you know, to rebuild your life upon, right? And, and so that's why, like, this is something I talk about in my books, but like, when I realized that I needed to have a good solid foundation to rebuild upon, and, but I didn't have a lot of tools available to me at the time, all I had way back then was like, literally like listening to the radio, um, listening to some talking books and trying to glean stuff from school, even though I couldn't read or write. But, but it just, you know, I look around me at the world, at all these sighted people who have not suffered the kinds of devastation to their mind and body that I have. And these people who can't seem to finish any projects or can't even seem to conceive of anything to get started on in life, right? And, and I don't quite understand what's wrong with their brains. Why can't they not grasp the concept of themselves becoming a new creature and doing something new tomorrow, something they've never thought of, right? Um, because that's really what I discovered in my own journey on this path to rebuilding my, my entire being and getting my life integrity back um, is, it, you know, I know what's in my heart and brain and what was there before the accident. And so I was really the only one I think who could rebuild it, right? Um, you know, I remember all those years ago when I was forced to argue with all those stupid doctors when I first woke up from that coma and for the years afterwards, I was so frustrated that these stupid doctors, they actually thought that, that they knew more than I did. Like I was living with the brain, the brain that had been totally demolished. And, and they were telling me every time I'd go see them, every time my mom would take me to go see one of them, we kept hearing the same stuff, there's no hope. <laughs> Just because they couldn't measure the progress that I was making with their instruments. You guys, every single day I was making progress in my recovery from day one. As soon as I woke up from that, from that coma in the hospital and made the decision that, that I was willing to put forth the effort it would take to rebuild my shattered brain and rebuild my broken body, you know, from day one, I had already won. And, and every day, I just kept focused on that goal of rebuilding and recovering and restoration. And, and you know, um, it was like being OCD, right? Like for my whole teenage years when I was living with my mom and my stepdad. Hello. Oh, hi, Sailor. How are you? Good. Um, I'm interested in your speaker's playhouse. I have your email as BeccaStewart76 at Gmail. Is that it? You should use BeccaMeadows76 at gmail.com. Okay, Becca. Okay, I'll update that. 
Yeah. 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 So maybe next week I can take part then. Yeah, next week. Yeah. How was Speaker's Playhouse, Sailor? It was awesome. I got to come to the mic and speak. It was great. What did you, what did you speak about? Just share my, <laughs> just share my so, talk title, which is um, Hope Without Sight, and also um, have courage to step out into, into the unknown and live your dream. And we had Potapalooza this past Tuesday, and I spoke there, and it was great. Well, that's wonderful. I want to get more experience speaking, and that's why I really want to get into the Speaker's Playhouse thing you do on Thursdays. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you after we get off this call. Okay, well, will that, so will I be able to use that link next week to get on the show, the thing you're going to send me then? Or yes, get on the you should. Yeah, I'll, 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 okay. I'll register you with, with your email, yes. Okay, great. Thank you, Sailor. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. So what have you been up to, my friend? Oh, uh, just been focusing on my on my company. Um, I'm actually in Mexico now. I'm going to go to a concert for four nights. Um, oh, I don't wow. know if you've heard of Luke Bryan. He's a country artist. Oh, I love Luke Bryan. He, he hosts Crash My Flyer here every year. And uh, his concert starts tonight. It, it, it goes from Thursday all the way through Sunday. So, Is he live there? Yeah, he is, yeah. Oh, wow. You said, did you say he performs at this thing every year? Crash my flyer. Yeah, you clicked it on. Yeah. Crash my flyer. Well, cool. So are you physically in New Mexico or? No, uh, not New Mexico, Mexico. Oh, you're in the country of Mexico. Yeah. So did you have to get your passport to go down there? Of course, yeah. I've, I've had a passport pretty much all my life because, you see, I, yeah. I, I, I live down here as well, too, you know, so. Yeah, I, I, just, re I just renewed my passport. Or yeah. I'm in the process of renewing it, so. Yeah. Well, so that's great. So, Sailor, before you joined us, I was talking, well, let's take our first commercial break, and then when we get back, I'll tell, talk about that, because I want to make sure we get our commercial breaks in. So, ladies and gentlemen, please bear with us while we take our commercial break. All right. Hey, everybody. I wanted to share with you the great news that you can now get all three of my books on digital download, Audible, or Amazon print on demand or on Audible. You can get my first book, Because You're Blind, which is the story of how I woke up in 1989 at the age of 12 years old, totally blind, severely brain injured, severely brain injured and paralyzed on the left side of my body and overcame that and a lot of other stuff. And then my second book, Changing My Perspective, is the story of how I overcame a lot of trauma that I was feeling the day I walked out of court on January 25th, 2012, after escaping from that illegal guardianship I was locked under for 15 years in the state of Montana. And then you can also get my latest book, Metamorphosis, which is my first fiction book. In this book, there are six short stories, each of them about a different blind character that overcomes a lot of obstacles in her life. And it kind of ties into my own experiences, but I teach a lot in this book about how I overcame everything that I've overcome. And so I really encourage my readers to check it out. And I've gone out of my way to make all three of my books 
accessible to everybody. So please check them out. And if you could do me the favor of going up to Amazon and writing a review, I would really appreciate it. Um, and you can email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you want to get more information. And now back to the show. Okay, we're back. Okay. Okay, ladies right. and gentlemen, thanks for staying with us during the commercial break. So, Sailor, before you joined us, I was talking to our viewers about our education system here in America and and how it's changed over the years. And and I also talked about how I use what I learned from my public school before my accident to help me recover after the accident, you know. And but not only did I use it in that way, but also what I learned before the accident gave me a sense of patriotism, right? And yeah. belief in my country. And and so that's also a big part of what's helped me recover. And so that's what I was talking about before you joined us. So do you have anything to say on these topics? Yeah, as Trump says it, our education system is ranked at the bottom. It's a joke. And mm -hmm. I cannot stand the critical race theory, the CRT that's going on in schools. It should be banned and eradicated from the face of the earth. Well, the thing is, all I know is when I was growing up, all of us were taught that we could do anything that we set our minds to as long as we were willing to work hard for it. Yeah. And, and that's what I kept reminding myself of after my accident. But these kids today, especially in the inner cities, they're told that they're not told that they can achieve whatever they want. They're told that their their options are limited and and they're told that they can't accomplish A, B, and C because of their own particular situation, whatever it happens to be, whether it's internal or external, right? Right. And 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 I had to overcome all of that in my own situation because I had all these people telling me that internally I was messed up and that externally I didn't wasn't performing right and stuff and and i just feel like because what happened to me was so huge and i figured out how to overcome it i'm trying to use the same strategies to help our viewers right so yeah so let's talk about this i'm sure you probably experienced the same thing in your own walk as a blind person right do you feel like like maybe you're the education system didn't give you the best tools available, but can you tell us how maybe you found ways to help yourself through it all? Oh, absolutely. Um, when I was in high school, um, I know you went to the Montana School for the Blind, right? Um, actually, only for a year and a half. Like the first year after the accident, my parents sent me to public school. And then the next year, they sent me to the MSDB. And then the next half of the school year after that. So, yeah, because I know, because uh, I also went to TSBBI during my high school years at Texas School for the Blind, and it was good. Uh -huh. I did learn a lot, such as more technology and Braille and whatnot. But I uh -huh. feel like they, at the same time, they kind of underestimated me too, to some degree, because like I wasn't challenged hard enough, like in my classes and, you know, um, they didn't think I could do more whenever I could, but that's a I, over, I, over, I overcame it by advocating, saying, look, I can, I'm smarter than this. I can do, I can mm -hmm. have more. So 
That's a good point, Sailor. And that's something I've realized in my own experience too, is that a lot of groups or organizations who are trying to help the blind or teach the blind things, a lot of them, they they misjudge our, our actual abilities and they really yeah. fall short. Um, but that's one thing I really love about the NFB is that they literally believe blind people can accomplish anything, right? And Absolutely. And so yeah. being a member of the NFB, when you're around people who are, you have the same mindset that yes, we can, instead of no, we can't, you know, it's a huge thing, you know? And so I, I wind up mentioning NFB in I think all my videos, but anyway. Um, yeah. So, so do you want to talk about any particular stuff that you learned that has helped you in your walk as a blind person, you know? Like from, well, from my parents school? always told me my parents always told me that I can do anything. They believed uh -huh. in me, which is great because I can. Now did, now, did you go to public school or only blind school? Uh, I went to public school as well, both. So, did you feel like your public school teachers also believed that you could do anything, or were they just not maybe giving you the same resources as the rest of the students because they didn't feel like you would be able to accomplish what the other students could do? Oh, they believe I could do anything as well. They all did. Oh, oh yeah. good for you, Sailor. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. So actually, they they they, they 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 tried to talk me out of going to a blind school because, especially the school year, like it's geared more toward um people who have additional challenges other than blindness. Yeah. But yeah. I'm glad that I went in a way because I, like I said, I did learn. Like to use jaws and more braille because because I could see a little bit right. Like mm -hmm. my my mom wanted me to use my eyes as much as I could, mm -hmm. uh, and so therefore growing up I I read more print than braille and like use Zoom text more than jaws. Um, oh. In which I'm I'm glad that I did because I mean my family did high have high hopes that new developments would come along for my eye condition i would like get more vision later which they didn't but hey you know it's it's okay right you know sailor what is your eye condition uh retinopathy of prematurity oh okay yeah so is it your retinas in your eyeballs or is it in the brain that was damaged in my eyes in oh well uh -huh. have you looked into the stem cell stuff because i bet they yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my top retina specialist who I saw growing up and since I was a baby um, uh -huh. told us about stem cells, but it didn't progress like they thought they would. I mean, oh. but I'm all right. You know, it's okay. Well, yeah. Well, you've definitely, yeah. you know, come a long ways in your life. So, yeah, yeah. And I'm a, um, and Becca, um, um, I know this is kind of off topic. Well, oh no, maybe not so much, but I'm, I'm coming a long way because I'm focusing on entrepreneurship. Um, well, I, I, I was I just about to I, ask you all this. Go ahead. I spoke at Potapalooza, which is an event mm -hmm. for podcasters. Um, you, you should go next time. It's going to be in April of uh, 2023, April 26th. Um, mm -hmm. I spoke about how to step out uh, of your comfort zone into the unknown and rise to the top. And um, I know <laughs> you tried to go to Speaker's Playhouse, but um, 
uh, you had trouble, but no worries. I'm going to register you. I'll, I will make sure that you have the Zoom link and you'll be good to go next week. Okay. Thank you, Sailor. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's take our second commercial break and then we'll come back and talk some more. Ladies and gentlemen, please stay with us during the commercial break. Beck, we already played both. You want me to play one of them again? Oh, no, don't worry about it. Then if you play them both, don't worry about it. So, Sailor, there's so much going on in our crazy world these days that I want to talk about. But let me, I want to give you a chance. Is there anything else you want to talk about before I start going? Because I can ramble for a while. Oh, I know we're going to talk about all this classified to Biden. Um, I mean, I hope you see they tried to blame, they tried to blame Trump for his classifieds by raiding this Mar-a-Lago home and which is Trump never did anything wrong. On the other hand, I believe Biden should definitely be under full investigation, especially the Hunter Biden laptop because they're just, they're just a bunch of crooks and I hope all this stuff comes out. And um, y'all, uh, it's going to be two years tomorrow since Biden's been in office. And uh, I know it's time has flown by. Time flies. Um, he, uh, I know he's done so much damage, but I do like Kevin McCarthy, the new Speaker of the House. And so, I know we only have two more years to go, but I, I hope Trump is going to be back in, in two more years. So, okay. yeah, that's my that's okay. my. Okay, I appreciate all of that, Sailor. But what I wanted to point out about what happened recently with President Biden and these, the discovery of, well, the multiple discoveries of these multiple um, batches of um, top secret documents at various locations having to do with President Biden. You know, I don't like President Biden. No. Uh, I, and, and every my viewers know that. But... When this first came out, and still today, I'm not in my heart and mind thinking, what did President Biden do? What is he up to, right? Just like I yeah. wasn't thinking that when it came out about President Trump, because I know President Trump. I know th- what President Trump's heart is, right? And so yeah. I, knew, I knew it was blown out of proportion and made up when they said it about President Trump. And so listen, like I said, I don't like President Biden, but I think this thing is made up these the these documents that they are supposedly finding that president biden and his team mishandled i think it's all made up i think it's just another thing from the deep state because they don't like president biden they put him in there and now they don't like him so they're trying Ah. to get him out of there now now more power to him right because like i said my viewers know i don't like president biden and my readers who read my books, they know I don't like President Biden. But, but like I said, this is just the same stuff they did to Trump. And, and it's just the deep state, like, revealing themselves, you know, that, that they're really working behind the scenes. And they, they're really, like, they want to be the ones to control. They want to be the ones calling the shots. And they thought they'd be able to do it with this empty-headed puppet in the White House. But I think things are getting a little out of their control. And now they're trying to take President Biden out. So yeah. that's what I think is going on with these records. I, I think that it's just another, I think it's like a, a sham or a shell game 
something set up by our illustrious FBI or CIA, you know what I mean? Like the our the intelligence part of our government. Like we we know we can't trust these guys. And and so why are we going to trust anything that they say even about President Biden? So that's yeah. what I think about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like in my own experience, I had people who were saying stuff about me for lots of different reasons. People who were trying to get their hands on my finances, people who were just trying to stop me from recovering, people who just were, were jealous of me for one reason or another. And then some people were just plain ignorant and really thought they were doing what was best for me. Right. Right. And, and so I think there's multiple motives involved in the situation right and and so that's just what i want to point out for sure yeah um but i i still i every single day i'm praying for the safety and success of president trump and his team and his family i'm praying for their safety as well as their success and stuff so um and i pray for my country every day too yeah because they're in uncharted waters you know, yeah. right now. Yeah, but listen to me. <laughs> Being in uncharted waters, if you if you if you know how to think with an open heart and mind and think about things from the right perspective, even if you're in uncharted territory and even if you're being forced to tackle these huge life things that no other person in history has, has ever had to deal with, right? If you even if you have these mountains in front of you that you having to like climb up and overcome, you know, you can do it with God's help is all I'm saying. And and that's why I pray for President Trump and his team every day. I pray that that President Trump will have faith and the wisdom of God, right? And realize how to overcome all of these evils mm-hmm. and, and not give up, right? Um, right. And so, and I, I really, really, really love President Trump. Um, oh yeah, and his whole family and what they did for us. So, yeah. Um. But so, Sailor. Anyway, we're going to be releasing the Audible of Still Busy Steering very soon. I can't wait. I can't wait for. It. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. Yeah. So do you want to mention the name of your podcast and stuff while we're on the air? So yes. people can go check you out too if yes. they want to? Yes. My podcast is Hope Without Sight. Uh, about people overcoming challenges in life. If you have any challenges from a disability, illness, hardship, just anything. You have a story to tell? Please contact me and get on my podcast. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if there's, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it seems like every time I get off of finish a show, I always remember a couple things I wanted to talk about. And, but I think we've had a pretty good show so far. Alexa, what time is it? Well, we've been going for about 40 minutes now. Um, let's see. Um, do you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Taylor, is there anything else you want to talk about before I end the show? No, not really. Okay. 
Well, next month is Valentine's Day, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, Valentine's Day, we celebrate in memory of St. Valentine. Um, and there's a lot of cool history connected to St. Valentine. So I encourage you guys to check out some history on who St. Valentine was and what his life and legacy was all about, okay? Because I love history and there's so much history attached to every part of our world, right? Oh, and, yeah. And it, yeah, and it always amazes me. Every time I read something new, some new piece of history, it's always fascinating to me. And, and as I've been saying in my writing and in my videos and stuff, like, don't ever stop reading and learning and, and discovering, right? Right. Like, that's what keeps us growing and becoming bigger and better people and a bigger and better society is by reading and studying and, and trying to heal ourselves and make ourselves stronger. And, and that's been my life, right? Like, like that's how I beat the rap. That's how I, yeah. I freed myself from multiple things, not just from the blindness and the brain injury, but also from the guardianship they locked me under for 15 years. Like, like that's how I did it was by believing in myself and doing all these things. So and, and like I said in my books, I know you guys probably haven't read my books yet, but I say in my books, like, if I, being a blind and brain injured woman, can do all these things, what's wrong with the rest of you? You know? Like, so I really encourage you to read my books, you guys, because they're very full of not be someone beating you up verbally, but of really good ideas and, and some new thoughts to help you put in your mind and your psyche to help you accomplish things in your own life the same way I have and a lot of my blind friends. But I want to thank you for joining us today here on Becca's World. Um, is that a bird, Sailor? Oh, no. It's a... Okay. No. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to thank you for joining me here today on Becca's World. Please be sure that you are subscribed to us on Rumble and that you've liked us on Facebook so that you can watch all of our videos. And please stay tuned because very soon we will be announcing the release of the audible version of my most recent book, Still Busy Steering by author Rebecca S. Meadows. Thank I you for joining us today, ladies and gentlemen. Peace out. That's a wrap, y'all. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel. All right.